Feliz Navidad on air what you just said Gary O'Hanlon because Gary O'Hanlon has joined me uh, that isn't one of the songs that my my lovely wonderful listeners our lovely wonderful listeners picked that was picked by Claire our producer uh, and she had to have a little bit of Feliz Navidad on the day that's in it but I am joined by the wonderful Christmas cracker that is Gary O'Hanlon to talk to me about how to make the perfect dinner Gary I nearly had a heart attack nobody in my house collected the turkey wow you're like me then nobody <laughs> helps you out either yeah same kind of house I have in Granard it's great crack isn't it <laughs> I was like sending you want to see the messages the very un-Christmassy messages I was sending home there uh, thank God for the butcher come here people are I know people are sending texts going it's just a big chicken and a roast dinner but people do go to a lot of fuss for the dinner tomorrow yeah they do yeah yeah everything's just big 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 you know what I mean so it's always I think people get overwhelmed with it but I suppose the, the key thing is to try and break it down of the fact it's just a slightly it's just a bigger chicken you know what I mean if you're if you're used to doing the odd we roast dinner during the year the thing the thing that people kind of go overboard on is possibly the sides and then they realize like you know probably one of the best things i could tell you is to take a look at how many like hobs you have like count them or whatever like if you've got just four gas rings and you need to be making a gravy and boiling spuds and doing whatever and then you realize you got sprouts to do and two or three other things you're going to be in trouble so if you've got a big enough oven you can kind of the oven has made an appearance oh yeah well like utilize it you know what i mean like i tend to roast a fair bit of the sides like the the carrots, parsnip, I do a candy turnip, um, the sprouts, then obviously I do that in, in a pan. I might finish them in the oven. But um, for the most part, you know, try to break it down into what you have at your disposal and just don't don't overreach. Everybody kind of wants loads of this and loads of that, you know what I mean? But look, pick two or three things and do them well and then don't make a balls of like five or six different things, you know? What happens if you were somebody, I'm not looking close to my own home but you'd send them to get the potatoes and they only got the little tiny potatoes and now you have to have roast potatoes that are going to be those little oh, bullets God well no <laughs> this no. is on top well, of the turkey fiasco you, yeah well in my house a marriage would be in jeopardy <laughs> well, if, if things if we'll things went wrong there. like that yeah but no no you gotta look I, I do look I mean I don't practice what I preach but look I, I suppose I'm a wee bit handier than most in the kitchen and I can take on a few more sides I love obviously mashed potato was a certainly roasties um, there's a dish that I would have done the first thing I ever cooked in the Raza Penna day one way way back in 93 I think it would have been now um, Duffy Nest they called it it's not even a potato dish Ooh. but I would have learnt it in the Raza Penna and it's like obviously peeled and just cut up chunky so diced up potatoes but not pretty like chunky Potatoes, onions, tomatoes, ch- um, diced up ham, like just slices of ham, like thick cut ham that you buy in slices, cut up into into diced, mixed all together with salt and white pepper and then pour over cream, let it settle and roast that until the, it's reduced down and bubbling and thick. No garlic, none of that. And then for the last 10 minutes, put a load of aged grated cheddar over the top of it. It sounds divine. It is the nicest side dish I'm making it the same way since the first day I went into the Raza Penna was the day before I turned 15 I'm 41 now and I'm making that dish every year ham, tomato, cream did you say onions? onions chopped tomato chopped ham 
chopped onion, the potato, and then Cream. salt, white pepper, season it well. And then mix it all up when it's dry like that and then pour over cream. And when you pour over the cream, let it settle. You don't want the cream to, com- to cover the potato. You want the cream to come up that it's about two or three milli mils so bubbling, below. But there's a kind it's of a bubbling, sp- but the there's crust developing You're getting the a top. little crust, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, you got it is that all little good. crust. Loads of questions coming in for you, Gary. Um, someone has texted, uh, Hi, Gary. I heard it's not very safe to stuff the turkey. Is that true? What should I do? Yeah, well... It, it, I've never ever stuffed the turkey. I think it's disgusting. I just don't like anything about stuffing it. I think it's all it's doing is making a like a balls of the stuffing, and and it's just making everything harder to keep together. And it's dramatically increasing the cooking time of the turkey as well because it's a big solid mass. Well, it's it's creating it's creating a longer cooking time, trying to get heat into the core of the turkey. Um, obviously, you will get more flavour in the stuffing, but I just think it's just going to be a wet mess. And I've never ever ever liked it. Um, the one thing I will tell you to do though is make sure you take out a wishbone. Whether you're doing it without stuffing or with stuffing, but definitely with the stuffing, you want to be taking away. You want to be taking away the wishbone anyway. If you're even ever if you're cooking a crown. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. Because the thing is, you see, is the the wishbone kind of peers right in over the the breast and either side, and if you were to do one with and do one without, which you you know you could do in a professional kitchen, you'd be looking, especially with chicken crowns. Even it's, it's the same with that. Always, always take out the wishbone because it completely and utterly affects a lot of the slices. Like you're going to have to tuck yourself in and around oh, it then yeah, to get I, at I, it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so if you're not stuffing the cavity, what I bet you put something in the cavity. What do you put in it? Do you know what? Hey, I. I, I could tell you a lie here, right? And get into all sorts of like, oh yeah, like I pierce a couple of, of oranges and thyme and whatever. I don't I don't get too hung up on trying to be a fancy pants when it comes to the turkey. Make sure you've got a really good trivet. And by that, I mean four or five peeled carrots at the bottom of it, two or three onions peeled and halved and cut up into big chunks. About a half a head of celery washed and cut up into big chunks. A handful of fresh thyme and then sit the turkey on that dry it do not wash it before you put it on there just dry it well like tap it with some kitchen paper or a a towel that you want to just chuck out again but generally that kitchen paper salt give it a wee rub with a little bit of vegetable a tiny tiny little rub of vegetable and that'll help the salt stick to it which will help give you a nice wee crust on it and then pour in loads of water like a good like have a deep deep dish and make sure that you have about a good liter or more of water in there, and that's what you're going to get your gravy out of. But this cracker, like sticking so lemons, you, you, you and you put you put wa- water in. into the bottom of the turkey tray. Oh, loads of water that becomes your gravy, absolutely amazing. And then the trivet of vegetables that you have the turkey sitting on, it's keeping it up off the bottom. It's helping it drip down, and those vegetables, like a wee bit of the thyme and the carrots, the onions, almost creating a stock. You, as you've the answered one cooks. of the questions. Help, Gary. What is a trivet? Obviously, this is somebody reading a re- recipe book and doesn't know what a trivet is. So that's yeah. it's, it's the vegetables you set the turkey up. Yeah, on. that's it. So that's just a wee veg thing you set the turkey on. I Gaza. I hate cherry trifle, but my wife insists on it every Christmas. Can we have a compromise and make a more modern trifle? What do you think? No, don't go with the modern one. Look, the, the way it is there with are Christmas, modern ones, aren't yeah, there? Chocolate ones and there all. There is loads of modern ones and really, really nice ones and they're fancy ones. But you know what? It's not the ones with the set with jelly and custard or whatever. I th- I like I love Christmas. I absolutely love it. I love the tradition of it all. Nettie's family was wild similar to, to mine and Donegal. They just like the turkey. They don't like a starter. They have all the different sides. have probably changed since I came on the scene, but the turkey's the same, the ham's the same, and then the sherry trifle. Annette's daddy, Mickey, loves that. 
that we're the same I actually don't put sherry into it either I'll tell you what I did do last year though I made a mess of it last year and I tried to get fancy and put pineapple into it without realising that pineapple whatever enzyme is the in it eats it eats gelatin so All I was right, like, so going, she's like, why is that? Why is it not setting? Like, you know what I mean? And then our buddy Parik is a science teacher. Annette was telling him a story. And he goes, oh, we do these science experiments. <laughs> and we use we use that pineapple as an example of so it. you eats. did a science experiment with that. I ruined the edge. So just, you know, Someone use Someone was asking cocktail. for a suggestion for a starter that wouldn't fill you up? Yeah, well, look. I suppose it's not as fancy now as what it was about 20 odd 20-25 years ago but a wee prawn cocktail yeah. is lovely Mammy still makes a prawn cocktail at Christmas I know during the restaurant over the years different people have come on and, and made a prawn cocktail and uh, yeah that's what I would do is just, just make a wee prawn cocktail Keep use iceberg lettuce cut it up wide don't don't slice it overly thin because you want it to catch the prawn and catch the Mary Rose. And then with your Mary Rose sauce, I like it nice and sharp, like a decent wee bit of Worcester sauce in there. Keep it nice and sharp. Mayonnaise, ketchup, lemon juice, and that's it. And uh, a little bit of paprika, real old school. But a prawn cocktail is lovely. Help me, Gary. I bought scallops for the first time, but I'm really wary of cooking them. I don't want to poison the family on Christmas Day, but I don't want to overcook them and ruin them. Oh, well... You will go from, make sure whatever you want to serve it with. What's really, really nice with scallops is a little bit of, uh, if you roast, if you brush cauliflower with a little bit of butter and some nutmeg and roast it and then puree it with a wee bit of cream and mascarpone cheese, get a nice little cauliflower puree and maybe some peas that you've tossed in a wee bit of butter as well. Have whatever it's going with it ready. Then a pan, dry pan, smoking hot, and then add in a tiny wee bit of oil. Season the scallops with a little bit of salt. Some would say not to put any salt at all on a scallop before you cook it because it brings out moisture and it affects the glaze. But look, it's not a high-end restaurant. You're at home. So vegetable oil. Then place the scallop down, the flattest side down first and do not touch it. You want to kind of leave it. You really need to get a caramelization on a scallop. It needs to have an almost a dark little ring around the edge of it. Then turn it. Once you turn it, hit it with the juice of about half a lemon and about two or three big knobs of butter. Base, 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 base with that foamy butter for about 20 seconds. Lift it off onto kitchen paper to dry and serve immediately. And and last question for you. Uh, Hi Gary, I'm starting cooking a couple of ducks to bring to my sisters for dinner tomorrow. Any tips? Yeah, um, salt them really, really well. Um, again, do it on a wee bit of a trivet as well. The key, the key with duck is get a couple of wee scores into the fat on on the breast meat for sure, and uh, rub in some rock salt, and that's going to help dehydrate it, pull out the moisture out of the skin, and help get it crisp. Because it can be a bit fatty. The skin and, can't and just... don't cover them either. Like I always just roast them nice and steady at about one seventy, and let the like, the fat need somewhere to run off. So again, have it up on a wee trivet. <laughs> and Th- help crisping it up thank you so much Gary I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with Nettie and the kids tomorrow and thank you for coming in of a Christmas Eve uh, and, and being here with us and thank you for all your great advice throughout the years 